Hello and welcome to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I'm Arthur Yon, co-founder and CEO of Nest Protection Plan. We partner with restorers, contractors, and other home service providers, increase their revenue, grow their authority, and help them build a platform of lifetime customers. We believe that every American family and property owner deserves peace of mind from contamination, mold, and indoor-related illnesses, all for less than a dollar a day. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? How, how y'all doing? Hope you're having a wonderful week. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I'm your host, Arthur Yan. We're very happy to have you joining us. I hope uh, everybody's having a fruitful week and a lot of things are going well. Uh, it's February. We're rolling right along in the year and we are very excited. We've got a great guest today. Um, he is the leadership mindset pioneer. Um, he is very, very uh, um, well-spoken. He's had numerous appearances, um, a great thought leader in mind in the mindset of leadership. Um, he is joining us from the UK today, and his name is R. Michael Anderson. Michael, how are you doing today? Great, Arthur. This isn't a Scottish accent either. I'm I'm a, I'm a Yank. I'm an American over here in the UK. So a lovely British woman brought me over. But uh, good to be here. Good to be. <laughs> All right. Well, you're a Yank in uh, in the Brit territory. It sounds like, but but I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll poke fun at you because you're getting a little bit of that accent in there, right, what? Scott? <laughs> but um, awesome, Michael. Man, thanks for for being on the show and. Uh, I'm really excited to to jump in and talk about some of the things that you are so well um, tuned tuned on. And uh, I know you're an author. I know you're a public speaker. Um, but tell the audience so they can get to know you a little bit more about how you got started in the world of leadership and what it is you're doing now. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. And, and I like to say I have a lot to say about leadership because I, I, I was really a crappy leader, not, not a good leader at all. Um, my background is, is in accounting ERP software. So accounting software like Microsoft Dynamics and SAP. And um, I started as a programmer, worked my way up the corporate ladder, mid thirties, uh, moved back to California um, to start my first software business. We had some, some good success right out of the gate, but uh, ment mentally and emotionally, I wasn't ready for leadership. Um, I didn't have the training. I didn't have the support. I didn't have the mentorship. There was so much pressure so quick and we had some real success out of the gate. Um, you know, we were, we, we went from zero to making good money in just a couple of years. Um, I was on the front page of the newspaper and from the outside, it looked great, but on the inside, I was a mess. I mean, I, I had massive imposter syndrome, felt like a fraud, racked with self guilt. I would analyze every single decision I made or didn't make. I had substance abuse issues. Um, and, uh, and I went, I'll, I'll tell you the short story. You know, I went through a divorce. I had a business partner assault me with a restraining order, all this stuff. I don't got time for that, Arthur. You got to gotta wait for the Netflix special or, or go on YouTube to, to get all that. But um, it really was like, man, it, my, my life is, is, not, is not going the way I wanted it to. So anyway, long story short is I ended up getting a master's in psychology and a neuroscience certificate because I like to know what makes people work, especially leaders in my team. And it really started to, to shift things, we were listed on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies a couple of years in a row. We were voted the number one best place to work. And I won Social Entrepreneur of the Year 
that was externally, but internally, I was finally having fun because I got to I got to settle into leadership uh, and I get to know who I was as a leader. And that's really what I teach leaders now because it's something so important, but I don't often see or almost ever see it taught. So that's why I really enjoy it so much. That's wonderful. And something you just dug into for the for a minute there also is something I, I personally admire so much and respect. And I think a lot of people do too, is that you are, are very open about your battles, very open about some struggles that you had uh, while you were making the transition, while you were growing. And, and a lot of people, um, you know, don't realize that I mean, everybody goes through that kind of stuff. I mean, whether it was a substance abuse issue, whether it was a, a relationship issue, I mean, we've all had those kinds of problems. And so I, I strongly admire you, uh, you bringing that up as part of your story. Um, and then you, you realized you wanted to find more about the way people think and you dug into neuroscience. That's also fascinating because that seems to be one of the biggest pieces in the leadership puzzle is people need to know or want to know how to, uh, how to, to get communicate and get through to their employees, get through to their staff, even get through to their customers. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, Michael touch a little bit more on that too. Like, what did you what did you really get into when you started discovering more and more about how people think and how they react? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and just one thing to, to, to point out, you know, I, I used to think that all the all business owners out there were really happy and had and, and were really rich. And then I realized I joined a bunch of, of entrepreneur groups and, and, and really got to know it. I realized a lot of us are really screwed up and we're all, a lot of us are, <laughs> are really dealing with cash flow issues. So, you know, we're, we're good about putting that, putting that smile on sometimes, but just, just knowing that I wasn't the only one going through these ups and downs often made things like I thought I was broken or doing it wrong. I, I, yeah. And you know, that's, that's the thing, Arthur, you know, starting a business, especially a small business, cause I didn't get any outside investment. I didn't have, you know, people give me a hundred million dollars or whatever it is. I started out at a chunk of my car and bootstrapped it. Man, nothing's like that in the world. And, and and the amount of pressure that we put ourselves under. And I think, you know, I was a service business, like probably a lot of your listeners are. Um, you know, it's tough. You, know, you got to go out there, get the next project, get the next customer. It's this constant flywheel. You got to deal with people. You got to make sure they're happy. You got to make sure customers are happy. And nobody else can really understand the pressure that we're under to, to keep everybody happy, to keep everything going. Um, so to all you listeners out there that are struggling with that sometimes or a lot of time, I'm like, you know what? It's difficult, but that's part of part of the job. And if you think that if you're in software, it's easier. It's not. You know, we all think that our industry is difficult and the other industry will be easier. But um, anyway, I think that's an important message just to get every, out to everybody first, Arthur, is, you know, it, it's a difficult journey and is full of ups and downs. Yeah. Well, and that that's such an inspiring thing to say to people, because, uh, I mean, you see a lot of people out there and the good thing is, yeah, there's there's a lot of encouragement. There are a lot of people that are trying to inspire. Um, but you really I mean, you lived it. You've been through um, the hardships. You've been through the trials and you've come out on the other end as proof of like, hey, you know, you can get through this. You can become successful. You can become an authority an authority figure. Um, and you know, and not only in leadership and in speaking like you are, but an authority figure in service industry. And, um, you know, whether it's people listening that are 
you know, doing plumbing or doing uh, HVAC or any kind of home services, restoration work. Um, it, leadership is just, it's across the board um, going to, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a struggle, but um, this is, this is wonderful how you're tapping into this. Uh, do you have well, here, any? Here, here's something I was going to just to, to follow up just to. Yeah. Think about probably the, 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 the number one thing that, that, your listeners and, and it's a great thing to talk about is that I find that that Marshall Goldsmith, who's one of the original leadership coaches, he has this book and it's called What You Got You Here Won't Get You There. And oftentimes we start businesses because we're a great, we're a really good plumber, we're a great plumber, or we're a great HVAC or whatever it is. And then the thing is what makes us really great at that is you know, we're we're work really hard, we're technical, we can figure out problems, which which is great. But then once you start having a staff of 5, 10, 20, 50, whatever, 100 people, those skills aren't really relevant. So, yeah, they help a little bit. It's great to be a hard worker. It's great to solve problems. But you have to turn into a motivator, a communicator. You have to turn into a higher level thinker because we're used to really getting down in the weeds and really understanding and controlling everything. That's what makes good technical people, whether it's a programmer or a electrician, right? They, they control everything in their environment and then they know where the problem is or they can do it correctly. But the fact is, if you try to do that as a leader, you're going to micromanage. People aren't going to grow. You're going to be a bit of a jerk. You're going to, you're going to have stress all the time because you're trying to control everything that's out of your control. And that's really, that's the mindset. If there's one overarching mindset shift that I would tell listeners out there. It's like, look, you're a leader. If you own a business or you manage a team, you're a leader. That is your new skill set. So you got to let go of the plumbing a little bit or whatever you've been doing and really start to, to start changing how you think. Because what made you successful before, what gave you that dopamine hit, what made you look good in front of other people, all this control and, and hard working isn't going to work in leadership. So you need to start reskilling and retooling yourself. Yeah. Th I think you're striking some very familiar chords here with, uh, with a lot of people. Um, and what, what are your thoughts to big piggyback on that? What are your thoughts uh, behind delegation and how people should go about delegation? Because when you, like you said, when you grow to 50 employees, a hundred employees, you know, the more and more you grow, obviously you're going to have to delegate most everything. And uh, what, tell us what your thoughts are behind that. Yeah. And then, you know, that there's in the book, uh, leadership mindset 2.0 just came out a couple of weeks ago. I got a whole chapter on delegation and we talk about it from the, the psychological as well as the practical, you know, again, most people that, that are in your industry are very um, used to controlling things and it's really hard to let go. It's really against their nature and they need to change our nature. And when I say that, you know, when we come to delegating, I find people do one of two things when they delegate. They got all this stuff on their plate and then they get somebody with, you know, a heartbeat or a clue in there that's their number two or number three and they just dump everything on them and then the person fails because they didn't get any, um, you know, coaching or, or whatever. And then what happens is the, the the boss or whatever doesn't want to delegate anymore because it didn't work. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Well, the mistake isn't delegating. You got to realizing delegating is a coaching opportunity. So when you delegate to somebody, you have to think about how you've been doing it. You have to probably, um, you or the person you're delegating to has to write out the, uh, the procedure. And again, this is how you scale a business by figuring out the procedure and, and writing it down. 
And look, no matter what you're doing, other people can do it. Because like a lot of people are like, oh, only I can do this. That's not true. Not only you can do that. So it's really about understanding that other person might have some good ideas because you're so stuck into it, you weren't looking. So it's a great collaborative way to streamline a process. But then once they take it over, make sure you check in with them. You know, maybe you have like a 10-minute meeting every week for the next couple of weeks. And because they're going to want to make sure that they if they report to you and you delegate it to them, they don't want to come to you if they have questions because they want to show to you that they know how to do it. So if you have like a 10 minute or 15 minute meeting once a week for the next three or four weeks, then you can say, okay, how'd you do? What'd you do? Maybe dig into it a little bit and say, oh, why'd you do it that way? Did you remember this? And so then it's really coaching and you're training them, you're developing the relationship, you're giving them confidence. So don't just delegate and leave it to them. Make sure the delegation is like a living process that transfers skills and the process over a period of time. It's not just a dumping. Wow, that's very well said. And again, I think it gives people a lot to think about in that whole process of, of delegation and just giving that person, you know, giving them the authority, the accountability as you're as you're handing that off and coaching. Um, that's fantastic. You also, Michael, you brought up your book. Um, and can that be found on Amazon? I'm sure it can be found just about anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's on all the major channels. It's Leadership Mindset 2.0. Uh, and uh, coming out with the audiobook. I know a lot of people drive around doing doing jobs and things. So audio audiobook will be out soon. Uh, and it's got, and it's in a way, a handbook for leadership mindset. It's it's content rich. I tell a couple of stories, but they're quick ones. And it's more just, there's 48 different mindset tools, skills, and strategies in there. Awesome. Okay. And the, uh, I, I was going to say, I'm an audiobook guy. I know a lot of people listening are, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just... So it's a lot easier. So it's good to know it's coming out. Do you? What are your uh, plans for the future, Michael? Are you? Uh, do you have any other books that you're working on, or what kind of events, maybe speaking events coming up? Tell us uh, what you got going on, Arthur. I love that I have a book, but writing a book sucks. It is so much time, <laughs> so much time behind a keyboard. And then every time I write one, I'm like, I'm never writing one again. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's nice to have out. It's nice to market it. So it's just really. You know, it's just really um, getting this content out to the people that, that you know, I, I really, I saw how, I, I know how difficult leadership was on me and then and then it permeates the family and your family life. And I find when, when leaders can get this, these tools and shift themselves and, and it really helps their employees, the lives of their employees, their family, because they're in a better mood, they're working less, they're making more money, they're able to enjoy things more. Um, and then, but then you're also empowering your people. I think every business owner, they, they want to do right for their employees and their customers and their family and the community. They just don't know how, I mean, it's the, we get all this stuff coming at us, but you know, I, that's why I study psychology and neuroscience. There is best practices. There is ways to retrain your brain, to think more strategically, to have difficult conversations. Um, and so it's not just you either know it or you don't. It's it's like there is processes. And that's really what I tried to lay out in the book, what I do lay out in the book. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, I this is going on my list. I'm sure uh, it's going to be a great read for anybody that wants to um, add leadership mindset and, and leadership uh, growth to uh, to their to their list. And of course, you got to if you're a business owner, if you're growing, I mean, you need to learn how to be a leader. Need this mindset um, development, 
And it sounds like Michael is one of the best sources of that. Uh, so before we go, Michael, um, tell us being over there in the UK, are you a big soccer guy (laughs) (laughs) or football as they say? Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't really have any friends into it. I think I'd be into it if I had a couple buddies into it. Um, you know, from, I mentioned I'm from Pittsburgh, so I gotta, I gotta, um, the NFL thing. So I wake up first thing in the morning and I follow a little NBA. And so my family, my stepson and my wife are used to American sports from like 7 a.m. to like 8.30 a.m. because I'm watching the replay. <laughs> and I'm like yelling and cheering and making myself breakfast tacos and they, they get a real <laughs> kick out of it. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's, the internet's good in that in that aspect. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, um, it's been great talking, Michael. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Tell everybody how they can reach you, What maybe what your website is, how, how they can get a hold of you. Um, you know, that absolutely. Kind of so my, my name is Michael Anderson. It's the two most common names in, in Pennsylvania when I was born. <laughs> so uh, I actually add my first initial R is R for Robert. So it's rmichaelanderson.com and it's Leadership Mindset 2.0. And if anybody buys my book and, and mention, uh, mentions that they heard me on Arthur's podcast and connects to me, I'm on LinkedIn or, or send a message through my website. I'll give them, I got a couple of cool downloadable things about, I got a little imposter syndrome buster and uh, delegation flow chart and things. So if anybody mentions they saw me on Home Service Small Business Spotlight, I'll, I'll give them a couple extra goodies for them. Awesome. Yeah, definitely mention that and go buy his book. Uh, he, I think he also got a little part-time work as Pierce Brosnan's uh, stunt double too, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so well, everybody's going to check out the video clips now. To see if it's yeah. Or not. Yep. He's, uh, he's got the look, guys. So uh, guys and gals. All right, Michael, I appreciate it, man. This, is, this has been very, uh, very interesting and fun conversation. I'm very grateful to have you on the show. Uh, he's R. Michael Anderson. It's rmichaelanderson.com. That's A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, rmichaelanderson.com. Michael, thank you, man. This has been such a pleasure. All right. Take care, Arthur. You too. And uh, this will do it. This will do it for the episode, this uh, 14th episode of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. Appreciate everybody tuning in, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Arthur Yawn here. Thank you so much for listening to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. If you are a successful restorer, contractor, or home service provider who would like to be on this program, please visit jointhenestteam.com slash go. If you got something out of this interview, would you also share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag HSSB Spotlight. I love seeing your posts, love seeing your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and your reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, jointhenestteam.com slash go, or follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.